This is War Room Moments, the show that takes you around the world to share interviews with some of the most successful and most relevant people on the planet, hear their stories, and get the most important business lessons they have learned on their road to success, and get exclusive advice on how to implement their success into your life and business. War Room Moments is brought to you by the Strategic Advisor Board. Here's your host, Jason Miller. Hey, welcome to the War Room again, ladies and gentlemen. We have a very special guest, Tony. Welcome to the show today. It's awesome to have you on the show, buddy. Thank you, Jason. My pleasure. Awesome. Well, hey, uh, I do a really horrible job of introducing people. Um, so, so why don't you take just 30 seconds and introduce yourself a little bit and what your superpower is. So everybody knows who Tony is, the elusive Tony. <laughs> sure. Yeah, thank you. My name is Tony Wang, and I am a husband. I'm a father. I live in San Diego. Uh, five pets for for work. I'm a mindset and performance mentor for high achievers. Um, basically, I help people break out of their negative mental and emotional patterns uh, that keep them stuck in struggle and suffering much longer than they need to. Um, so I have some cool ways of doing that. And I work with a lot of entrepreneurs who want to overcome things like um, procrastination, overwhelm, stress, but do so in a way where it's a long-term permanent change and not so much just like a band-aid to the problem. Yeah. Well, I got to tell you, I, I'm exposed to like a lot of business owners every day and, you know, that's a big challenge that people have is getting through that emotional, you know, business yo-yo nowadays with the way the economy is, not quite sure what's going to happen in third quarter with uh, the economy. Is it going to crash? Is it not? Interest rates are spiking, all this stuff, right? So it's like, you know, it's like people are freaking out a little bit, right? For sure. <laughs> For sure. Yeah. Like Michael Jordan said, basketball success is 80% mental, 20% physical. Tony Robbins says business success is the same thing. 80% psychological, 20% strategic. And I, I completely agree. I think it could be even more mindset, just the more thoughts, mm -hmm. uh, emotional burdens that you're carrying around, all it does is kind of weigh you down and you, you don't get to focus on what you're really good at growing your business. Yeah, that's it for sure. Well, I'm kind of curious, Tony, you know, um, did, how did your journey begin? Did you come from a family of entrepreneurs? Yeah, that's a great question. And no, I did not. So uh, okay. my mom, uh, she just stayed at home, took care of me and my sister. And my dad was a scientist. So he was a chemist okay. and he grew up on a very um, poor farm from China. And that's where I was born, actually. I came here, we came here when I was five. Um, so for him, going to school and getting education was huge because no one else in his family even did that. They just kind of stayed on the farm. So they expected me to kind of go down the same path of just studying really hard, uh, getting my graduate graduate's degree, or maybe like um, a, a like a law degree or a doctor's degree. You know, every Asian parent has those ambitions for their kids. <laughs> so when I told them I wanted to be an entrepreneur, they were not happy. Um, I remember my dad and I had a big fight about it. Uh, but for me, the reason I went down this path is uh, I had this experience when I was uh, 21, where 
um, I, I just, I was rushed to the hospital for two weeks and I stayed there for two weeks because of uh, chronic um, inflammatory gut illness. And, you know, just getting slapped in the face with that at 21, doctors said they might have to remove my colon. It hurt really bad. I was on all these IVs. I lost up to 40 pounds. Just kind of gave me this lesson at a young age, not to, you know, not to do what other people expected of me, uh, parents or society, whatever, and just do what I really wanted to do. And at the time, I just, um, I, I, I sold some stuff online. I, you know, I, I made like a website before and I sold some stuff online. So I just had this passion of wanting to become an entrepreneur, build my own business and just kind of create, uh, being able to create what I wanted instead of working for a boss. And that went really well for, um, for quite a number of years. A lot of ups and downs, obviously, but I eventually built an eight-figure company and reached a point where I realized that, you know, even though I had this success, I still wasn't happy, kind of felt miserable. Uh, now I was just, you know, more stressed, uh, wasn't spending as much time with my, with my wife and there was tension in our relationship. Um, I was still just always comparing myself to other people who were more successful, even though, you know, I was doing great and all these like, you know, just this, this inner talk, uh, the stress. Um, so after that, I decided to really go inwards and um, through the help of plant medicine, I, I just really took a look at myself, took a look at my own patterns and just kind of figured out, okay, why am I not happy? And the reason was because I was seeking happiness in external things, in external success and financial success. Um, mm -hmm. So after that, just did a lot of uh, inner work and eventually got to the point of uh, deciding that I, I'm good. I don't need you know anything else to make me happy. Uh, my life is pretty, pretty good. And um, I, I realized my real passion is helping others, being able to help others make the same breakthroughs and kind of skip some of the, um, I guess, the challenges that I went through of um, just being so work focused, so obsessed with um, you know, building my business, getting it to a certain point that I didn't have this balance and ultimately just disrupted my uh, own inner peace, which now I think, you know, it, it's so important these days just to have that at the core um, foundation in your day-to-day -day life. Oh, man. Jesus, you're singing to my heart, man. <laughs> the, uh, you know, I mean, it's interesting because a lot of the guests that I, I don't know why this is, but I grew up a farm kid, right? And most entrepreneurs, not all, but most entrepreneurs come from a couple places. There was farming involved somewhere <laughs> or they were a very high performance athlete at one point or the military or something, right? So it's interesting how all of this always connects and you know, there's a lot of struggle going on in our marketplace today with business owners. Cause I work with business owners every day, just like you do. And it's the stressors of, oh my God, I can't find somebody to hire. You know, now I got to work 60, 70 hours a week. Cause I can't find somebody to hire or dealing with the inflationary costs of things that now they have to raise their prices up and so on and so forth just to survive. And then dealing with that backlash, depending on where you're at in the market, there's a lot of stressors going on right now. And, sure. you know, the beauty behind what you do, right, is you went through it yourself. 
right? Because see, Absolutely. I always I always think there's something to be said about preaching to a choir when you never were the choir. <laughs> right? Yeah. So, so, you know, if you haven't walked the walk, I'll give you a great example. This was last year. I got a a call from young lady, nice lady, everything, right? And she was a life coach, right? And she started, you know, chatting about life coaching and stuff like that. And I have listened to her. I'm I'm the person that doesn't hang up on people. I sit there and listen out what they have to say. And I she sounded really young. And I said, How young are you? What how old are you? And she said she was 19. And I mm. said, Well, you know, I'm I'm not trying to be rude, but but you're 19 and you're a life coach. You've not lived that much life. So right you know, I mean, it seems like it would kind of be in right. the title right, right. She, she got the certifications <laughs> and now she's a life coach right right so so and that's not to say there's a lot of doogie hauser doctors that are 19 years old and they're just really smart and they're a doctor right but but some things require us to go through those experiences in life and that your journey led you through that experience that actually led you to where you are today. Would you say that's true? Yeah, definitely. If I hadn't gone through it, I just, you know, I wouldn't have a passion for this in the first place. And to me, that's the most important part is if I'm going to be helping other people, it has to be something that, um, you know, I feel very called to not just doing it for, for, uh, you know, for money. I've done that in the past where money was my primary motivation. And I, I found out I, you know, didn't really do a good job because I just didn't care as much. And this is for me, this is like, because I know what that feeling's like. Um, I know how much um, struggle can create for others. And I just want to help them avoid that. So it's very, it just feels very close to my heart. Um, doing this type of work with people. Yeah. I believe in the passion and purpose model. You know, when passion and purpose collide, you'll be your most powerful self without a doubt. For sure. Right. And, For sure. And when you can, you can like relay that onto other people. I mean, that's gold, you know? And do you have to love what you do? Kinda. <laughs> the right? depending. I mean, if you run an e com store and you sell shoes, do you have to love that? Probably not. But, <laughs> but when you work with people, and it's very intimate and they're sharing all of their worst fears and nightmares and all that, you kind of got to be vested in that. Right. And yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I find that, um, for, for coaching, cause I've done, I've done copywriting. So I have a marketing background, I, I did mm. digital advertising, marketing, copywriting, affiliate marketing, uh, those types of things. And there's just nothing like the fulfillment from coaching, helping someone get a breakthrough that, you know, they were just so stuck, unable to kind of see uh, out of their own um, blinders and then helping them get a breakthrough. And now they're just like, wow, like my life is better now. I'm able to uh, gain a new perspective and there's just no other and get the results they want. There's just no other feeling. Like I can sell, I used to sell socks uh, online too. (laughs) So that's funny when you brought up that shoe example, but you know, I could sell like a million pair of socks and, you know, make some money and, you know, that's, that's a, that's a good feeling. I feel successful in some way, but it's just a different feeling being able to make a personal impact like that. 
Yeah, for sure. Well, and there's, you know, always something to be said about, you know, being vested in people, right? I mean, Mm -hmm. I always say, you know, one of my things is, you know, I don't run a company to be invested in the company. I'm, I'm invested in the people, right? Mm. Cause when you, when you invest in people, you get a better outcome. Right. And, and you said something earlier about, you know, anybody I've ever worked with in the, in the past, that was a money chaser, right? The success burn rate is a lot longer that way. But when you are in that growth mindset and you, you know, focus on the people, the money just comes. I know that that's, that sounds like ridiculous to a lot of people who are like, oh yeah, that's just a bunch of hoo-ha, but, but it really isn't. And, you know, cause when I started some of my first companies 20 years ago, right. You know, I went through that experience too. And I think we have to really focus on the growth mindset and the cup half full, right? Mentality versus getting caught up in the the opposite of that. And that's really important because a lot of, and I imagine a lot of the people you work with is getting them in that growth mindset. Yeah. So how, how I kind of see it is for success, you know, sometimes it happens overnight. You're just at the right place at the right time, but a lot mm-hmm. of times it's just, you know, how long you're in the game for, how long you put in the work showing up every day and being able to do that even when, you know, you're not getting the results you want. It, it feels like you're, you're just never going to get there, but still being able to put in the work and just focusing on the process rather than the outcome. So if you're always looking at the outcome, looking at your, um, let's just say your bank account as an indicator of success, you know, you're just going to, you're, you're going to stop too early. So it's really just yeah. focusing on your passion, serving others. That's going to get you through those moments of, okay, I'm doing this uh, for a different reason. And then just trusting that it's going to pay off because that's just kind of how, um, you know, it's a universal law. When you, when you deliver value, you, you do get something back for it. Yeah, for sure. Well, and, and you and I both know that a lot of like new founders and new we're shifting away from, you know, the Gen Xers like me and the boomers, right. You know, a, a lot of us, we have established companies now and the new companies now are the Gen Zers and the millennials, right. Mm-hmm. It's a bit of a different mindset and it's not good or bad, you know, at all, but, but it is different. And, you know, figuring out how to approach some of those things. Cause I have da- a daughter that's a millennial and I have a daughter that's a gen Z and I have uh, two kids now or that are whatever the young, younger one from that is. So yeah, they read out the letters. <laughs> <laughs> right. And, you know, cause I have a three-year-old and a six-year-old. Well, their, their view on the world is very, very different than my 23 year old daughter. Right. Mm. And they can pick up an iPad or a phone at three years old and they know how to use it already. So that didn't even exist when you and I were kids. Yeah. (laughs) So, so now looking at, 
that's the audience that we need to spend a lot of time and serve now, right? To keep them in that mindset of growth mindset. Yeah. Because they're bombarded constantly. Right. right? You and I know access to so much information. Everything. You and I know how to shut it out. They're not quite sure how to shut that stuff out yet because Mm. it's everywhere, right? Yeah, they grew up with it. It's just mm -hmm. like it's a part of their reality. Like for me, I had uh, I remember my first internet experience was the AOL dial up where if my friend, um, you know, tried to call me and I was on the, I was, you know, chatty on a, uh, AIM, then like, he wouldn't be able to reach me. <laughs> you can't have two lines at the same time. But That's now funny. it's like kids, kids turn three and they get an iPad. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for sure. And, and that's the new business owner, right? The new business owner is going to be very tech savvy, right? And it's just the world we live in. We live in the world of chat GPT and, you know, all right. these different different things. And I mean, we actually had to write papers from scratch when we were in school. <laughs> yeah. I don't, yeah. I don't know how they're going to deal but with the right that cursive. one. <laughs> yeah. Then yeah so how I kind of see it is right now we, we live in an age of information, like unlimited information, unlimited mm-hmm. knowledge, you know, we can learn anything. So the competitive advantage isn't necessarily, you know, what information you have access to. Maybe if you're, I don't know, like trading, uh, doing trading for a living and that type of, you know, you have proprietary information that's important. But for the general entrepreneur, you can learn anything. A lot of times for free with YouTube, you ask ChatGPT, you can learn how to do things fairly well. Uh, If not, you find a teacher, you find a course, a lot of affordable options out there. So there's really no reason why you can't learn. People can't learn anything starting, starting Mm -hmm. a business, any skill. So I see the competitive advantage is really just in your mind of being able to filter the right information, of being able to, uh, most importantly, apply the information. Because the information, the ideas by themselves are kind of useless, but it's being able to take what you have, you create this vision for yourself and be able to work towards that vision um, and stay on course even when things aren't going so well, when you hit setbacks. That's the skill right there. Yeah. And, you know, in my opinion, like the perfect segue for somebody like you to come in to the picture, right? You take, you take a startup business, right? They come in, they are living in that hustle mentality. I hate that mentality, by the way. Um, They're living in that hustle mentality. Go, 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 go. And they're going to quit just on the cusp of success Mm. right and that's where somebody like you can come in and push them beyond and into that success place because it's all up here right Mm. and they could have got there it's one of the main reasons startups fail 90 some percent of startups fail and it's because they quit they, they either run out of money, they hit that first block or whatever the case may be. And they could have drove through it, but they didn't know how to do it up here. Mm-hmm. And that's the key. And that's where, you know, somebody like you, I think, comes in and just like, you know, you're their press box, right? So, you know, we have a bunch of NFL clients and they always call us their press box. So, <laughs> yeah. Right. So, so it's like you get to be their press box and help them call the plays to get them through it up here. Right. 
And, for sure. And I think that's important to, an important thing to note for sure. Yeah. And just kind of going off of that, I think there's, um, there's two ways to do that, that people don't really realize. One is, you know, you hear this in personal development all the time, or, or just, um, you know, general motivation advice is have a purpose, have your why. So that when you're at that mm-hmm. point where you're kind of feeling burnt out, you don't want to move forward, you have that to push you. And, you know, we talk about willpower, discipline, that's that model, and it, it works. Um, but what I found is that's not sustainable in the long term. And the other way to do that, that hardly anyone talks about, but is equally, if not more effective, is to remove that inner resistance. And most people don't know, don't think they can remove it. They just think this overwhelm, the stress, it's just something you have to deal with, have to cope with. But once you get rid of that, once you clear that from your, from your mind, then you just have all this free energy to keep working and to keep, you know, going forward without all this, this, this like burden of that's weighing, weighing you down. Um, and yeah, and that, and that's exactly what I help people with. Yeah. Here's another thing. And I don't know if you can validate this or not, but, but I see, or, or not necessarily work with, but, but a lot of times when I'm having conversations, the, the imposter syndrome conversation, mm, right. Yeah. Where people have this block of they're more than overly qualified to do what they're doing. Right. And, but they have this feeling of this imposter syndrome, you know, is this something you run into quite a bit? I'm just curious. Oh yeah. I'd say it's probably one of the top uh, three to five issues I help people with. Yeah. Um, And, and ironically it, it affects the people who are most qualified. It's uh, mm-hmm. it's a t- it's the high performers, the achievers who go through the most um, imposter syndrome. They kind of put put that pressure on themselves sometimes to perform at a certain level when they're overqualified. But you know, part of them just believes that they they still need to learn more. They're not good enough, comparing themselves to others, um, and that really slows you down as an entrepreneur. Yeah, for sure. Man, I gotta tell you, Tony, if people didn't get something out of that there's they just weren't paying attention because that's there was a lot of nuggets that got dropped along the way there and hopefully they the the audience got those but for those hard heads in the audience right if you had a couple of simple things that you wanted to share um with what you do that could make a huge impact to a listener right now today what what would be a couple of things that you'd want to share Sure. So I guess the first one is just the um, the importance of or the value of investing the time, the energy, the money to um, kind of dive deep and see where you're blocked, see where you're you have uh, limiting beliefs, and really work on those. Because um, you know this stuff isn't sexy. It's we see it as like a soft skill. It's like yeah, but like, you know, if I feel better, how's that going to help my bottom line? Right. Mm-hmm. Like I used to think like that, like I, I just wanted the tactics. I just wanted the strategy uh, because I thought those were the things that were moving the needle. But the truth is um, it's, it's really up here in our minds. So just being more interested and being more aware of how am I feeling? What am I, what am I feeling or thinking that could be blocking me? That's causing me more stress. That's keeping me stuck. 
and then just slowly start um, exploring that and see how you can uh, overcome those things. Um, and then practically, and uh, this is just a very general concept, but I, I, I'm still surprised that a lot of people don't uh, really realize this is when you are feeling stress, overwhelmed, or just you know any any um, emotional tension, the default response is to try to avoid it, is to try to resist it, ignore it, ignore it, pretend it's not there, do something else. You know that's how we that's why we procrastinate. Um, but the a much faster way to overcome that, to overcome the stress, overwhelm, whatever, is to just embrace it, to accept it, to really feel into it, even though it sucks, it's uncomfortable, your mind has all these, you know, negative thought loops. But once you can do that, then you realize, okay, it's just a feeling, it moves through you, and then you're kind of clear after that. You're like, all right, I, I felt it, and now I don't need to feel it anymore. But if you keep resisting it, like, oh, I hate the stress, I hate, hate feeling overwhelmed, uh, I hate this, I hate that, and make up all these stories and just have this like emotional you know, resistance, tension, that's just going to keep you stuck for longer and gonna keep the problem there for longer. And that's something that took me so long to realize. Uh, it was an unconscious pattern of mine. And I think for a lot of people, once they become more aware of that and start working on that, then they're really going to uh, just see major improvements in their performance as well as their their emotional quality of life. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah. Those are all like great. Like somebody could just take those few things today and make a shift and turnaround with just those few little tweaks. Right. But for those that's not enough, right. Um, I can obviously see your skill. You talk freely about this, like it's second nature to you. And a lot of time that's because we live these things, right. Live and learn through them. So for those of you that need, you know, maybe you don't even know, um, reach out to Tony and at least see if you have some barriers that you might have that you don't even know you have, right? And try to get through them. Tony, I'm sure you have some kind of discovery call process. How do people get a hold of you in the audience to... uh maybe just have a first interaction with you. For sure. You can visit my website, conscious.biz. Mm. Um, there's like a, it, it explains more about what I do, my process. Um, and also there's a form to contact me there. You can email directly, tony at consciousbiz.com. Awesome. And yeah, we'll just hop on a call and uh, hear, you know, what you're struggling with, what your goals are, and then just let you know whether or not I think I can help. Perfect. Perfect. Awesome. Highly suggest y'all reach out to Tony and, you know, just find out if you do have limiting beliefs or if you do have some blocks or cause you'd be amazed what uh, some of that, you get that crap off your plate, what that can do to open up, you know, and, and really show you what can be done. Right. For sure. But anyway, uh, so kind of to close things out, Tony, I love to ask this question because it's a kind of a burning question in the war room. And that is if you could have ha invited anybody to the show today, any point in place and time dead or alive, doesn't matter. Who would have you loved to have here and why them? Sure. So, um, <laughs> so this is going to be a, a totally random one and I'd be very surprised if anyone knows who he is, but, um, 
I've been reading his his book and it's it's been like just going deep into my soul. Uh, it's his name is Robert Adams. He's an American mystic uh, in the in the 1900s. Mm. Um, you know, no, he, he, no, no one really knows about him. And I just discovered his book, uh, you know, two weeks ago, Silence of the Heart. And he just condenses a lot of the most a lot of ancient wisdom from uh, Hinduism, Buddhism, Christianity, you know, just all the kind of like all the, the same things they all talk about. And he condenses that into more of a practical way to apply those spiritual ideas. Uh, for me, um, it, it's a huge part of my life, uh, spirituality, in addition to uh, being an entrepreneur. Um, so yeah, so I'd love to have him sit in and just, you know, feel his energy and yeah, be around him. Yeah, that's awesome. And I, I, I honestly do think that that's, those are some other things that a lot of business owners don't consider too, right? Or all these things that not not to get doesn't have anything to do with religion. It's just about belief, right? It's it's about belief. What do you believe in? You know, what are your belief systems? How how does that tie into your core? How does that tie from your core into getting proper exercise and eating right and doing all these things? Because that's the second episode of this conversation <laughs> really yeah. is all the exterior things, right. That affect up here too, right. That's good health, good eating exercise, you know, good emotional stability with family, all these other things. And that seems like a whole lot of stuff, doesn't it? Yeah. It's endless. <laughs> it's endless. It's endless. But people can get a start by giving you, contacting you, and uh, at least getting on their way to that journey for sure. So, Tony, thank you so much for being here today. Really appreciate it. I always say, you know, we all have the same 168 hours in the week. And thank you for coming and dropping some good value on our audience for 35, 40 minutes. Um, that means a lot to us for sure. Yeah. Thank you for having me, Jason. It was super fun. My pleasure. All right. Cheers, my friend. Take care. Thanks for listening to war room moments with your host, Jason Miller. Please leave your feedback and visit strategicadvisorboard.com to get the latest and greatest business advisement on the planet. Follow us on social media for updates and we'll see you on the next episode.